host Rebecca Michaels, and I'm joined today by Julia Matthews, Lindsay Chastain, and Mackenzie Warnick. Our topic today is corporate income taxes. There seems to be a lot of public misconception around what the corporate tax rate is and what corporations are paying in income taxes. To start our discussion, Julia, Could you tell us a bit about the corporate income tax rate? Of course. Under IRC 11, the corporate or statutory income tax rate is the percentage of income that a corporation should pay in taxes. The federal rate is currently set at 21%, reduced from 35% by the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. However, the U.S. tax code has many preferences that affect the rate that is actually paid by corporations, such as accelerated depreciation and tax credits. Good tax planning strategies can maximize these preferences and lower actual taxes paid. And how does the corporate tax rate compare to what corporations pay in taxes? To explain this, we first need to talk about effective tax rates. The effective tax rate is the percentage of income that a corporation pays in taxes. The effective rate is the average rate at which a corporation's pre-tax profits are taxed. And it's calculated by dividing total tax expenses by the company's earnings before taxes. It typically refers only to federal income taxes and doesn't take into account any state and local sales tax, property taxes, foreign income taxes, or other types of taxes a corporation might pay. Taking the previously mentioned preferences into account, the average effective tax rate for corporations was 19% prior to the enactment of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. More recent data on the effective corporate tax rate is not yet available but it's safe to assume that the effective rate for corporations remains lower than the statutory rate. The difference between the statutory rate and the effective rate is known as the avoidance rate. To summarize, the statutory tax rate is the rate imposed by law on taxable income that falls within a given tax bracket. The effective tax rate is the percentage of income actually paid in taxes by an individual or company after taking into account tax rates, including loopholes, deductions, exemptions, credits, and preferential rates. I think it might help if we could visualize these rates and their tax implications. Lindsay, would you mind sharing what you researched about Apple's taxes? Of course. So Apple is a prime example to use when comparing effective rate to statutory rate. While Apple has named itself the largest taxpayer in the world, paying out almost $94 billion in taxes this past decade, they've had some of the lowest effective tax rates. Like in 2014, Apple's effective tax rate in Ireland was 0.005%. That is quite low. How did they manage to achieve that low of an effective tax rate? Apple uses tax avoidance strategies that legally allow multinational corporations to shift income and expenses to locations with a more favorable tax outcome. These strategies can be seen when looking at Apple's relationship with Ireland. I have heard that Apple was recently involved in a case with the EU about their tax rate in Ireland. Could you tell us a little more about that? Now, you could do a whole podcast just to look at this case. So for now, we're going to keep it simple and just look at the big picture. 
Apple has operated in Ireland since 1980, and in 2013, the EU Competition Commission launched an investigation to determine whether or not the Irish tax rulings granted to Apple in 1991 and 2007 breached EU state aid law. In 2016, the commission came to the conclusion that Ireland was giving Apple illegal tax benefits, and these allowed Apple to pay less taxes than other businesses over the course of several years. And the commission ordered Apple to pay 13 billion euros to Ireland to make up for these illegal benefits. However, on July 15th of this year, the EU's general court annulled the commission's 2016 decision because the commission failed to make its case. As of now, the European Commission is appealing the EU's general court 2020 annulment, and the case isn't quite over. Thanks for that quick run through. Could you tell us more about these tax avoidance strategies that Apple used? Like many multinational corporations, Apple used strategies such as transfer pricing and base erosion and profit shifting to lower their taxes. Transfer pricing is the price of a good or service that one business unit charges another business unit of the same business. Basically, it's the price charged for intercompany transactions. A company can manipulate its transfer pricing to move profits from one location to another. Usually, companies move expenses to a location with a high tax rate to drive down taxable income, and they move income to a location with a low tax rate to pay less taxes. Apple used transfer pricing to reduce its overall profit in high-tax jurisdictions to give the economic right of its intellectual property to its Irish subsidiary. BEPS refers to the erosion of the tax basis and the transfer of a corporation's business profits between the different existing national tax systems in search of one that offers none or lower taxes. With Apple, the intellectual property being transferred to Ireland is referred to as research and development. This is really important because in 2004, Ireland introduced an R&D credit, which allowed companies to reduce their overall taxable corporate income. Over time, Ireland has made various amendments to this tax credit, which now allows companies to take up to 25% of their R&D expenditures for both revenue and capital in a tax credit. This credit is used as a tool to directly offset a company's overall corporate income tax. So what exactly is the difference between transfer pricing and BEPS, since they sound very similar? These strategies are very similar, with a few key differences. Transfer pricing is a normal sales transaction that occurs between business entities, which may or may not be subject to abuse. So a transfer price happens in the course of normal business. While BEPS refers specifically to the creative ways a corporation can structure its tax plan, to transfer as much money out of a high-tax jurisdiction to drastically reduce the corporation's taxable income. Thank you so much, Lindsay. That was very informative. And I think it's helped everyone to better understand what the effective tax rate is and how corporations lower their taxes. Mackenzie, what do you think about these multinational corporations' tax strategies? Well, I think it's important to consider the underlying business ethics behind these strategies. We need to ask, is it the ethical responsibility of a billion dollar company to pay at least some of its taxes? Or can these tax savings be put to better use through corporate social responsibility? Can you tell us a bit more about corporate social responsibility? 
Yes. So it's always a hot button topic. Um, corporate social responsibility is defined by investopedia.com as a self-regulating business model that helps a company be socially accountable to itself, its stakeholders, and the public. There are several avenues companies can take to pursue a CSR model, including sourcing environmentally friendly materials, upholding human rights initiatives, giving back to philanthropies, among others. That sounds like a good thing. It is, but these CSR initiatives are not completely altruistic on the part of these huge companies. Most have to invest in these initiatives just to keep up with their competitors and to stay relevant. Although moral obligations are a big factor for CSR, it would be misleading to not think about the hefty returns on stock prices that are associated with increased brand perception and the positive effects that giving back gives to your name in the marketplace. Companies can be real about that. CSR makes them look good. And when the company looks good, its stock price goes up and the shareholders get to reap the benefits. After all, the company's first responsibility is to its shareholders, Without shareholders, there would be no company to give back to society. The Fair Observer takes a pretty pessimistic stance on the greed of firms these days, quoting, forget about corporate responsibility, forget about corporate outreach to the community. The only thing that counts is raising a company's stock value, no matter what, end quote. They cite recent trends of financialization as the source of change for corporate rationale. But how does all this relate back to tax avoidance? Well, Apple takes a well-known stance that the money it saves on tax avoidance is pumped back out in CSR ventures. In a recent interview with Tim Cook, the interviewer asked Cook about Apple's fiduciary duty for it to pay as little tax as possible, to which Cook responds, our responsibility is to pay what we owe, plain and simple. Obviously, Apple's perception of what it owes is different from the government's perception. Cook continues on to say, we turned the company upside down to help the world on COVID and donated all of that, hundreds of millions of dollars. And so I think my own view is you pay what you owe in taxes and then you give back to society, end quote. And he does have a point. Apple might not have been able to give back to society as much as they did without all those tax savings. And Apple isn't the only corporation who thinks this way, is it? That's right. Um, there are several other companies that paid much less in tax than the 21% rate who are also able to give back to their communities, including Starbucks. Starbucks has a college achievement plan for student workers, has provided more than 520,000 volunteer hours around the globe, has invested substantially in renewable energy products, and has given millions of dollars to philanthropies. So whether or not Starbucks would be able to pull all of this off if they had paid more in taxes is debatable, but it certainly doesn't hurt. There has to be quite a number of people who are angry about these large corporations avoiding paying the full amount of taxes required of them by law, even with them giving back to society and the communities they're in. There are, and uh, they often argue, what good is giving back to society if companies don't meet their first moral and legal obligation to pay the appropriate tax? This assertion basically depends on our definitions of moral obligations versus legal obligations. As Americans, we can have a hard time differentiating between moral and legal obligations, which makes the line between tax savings and tax evasion even more blurry. Who's to say when savings becomes evasion, and don't we all as individuals participate in legal tax savings ourselves? I don't think many people would argue that trying to save a few bucks on your taxes on your 1040 is morally controversial, as long as it's within legal limits. Um, a quote from the Economic Voice says, 
If we make paying the right amount of tax a moral issue rather than a legal one, we risk injecting more uncertainty into an already convoluted system in dire need of reform, end quote. I mean, Bill Gates himself has said, if someone wants those companies to pay more tax, they should change the rules. In that same vein, the legal obligation for collecting taxes falls on the tax system itself rather than the tax-paying corporations, which releases corporations from some of that responsibility. But that's an argument for a different day. So if we momentarily don't consider the moral obligation of taxes and the legal obligations for paying taxes are technically met, maybe these companies aren't so illicit for avoiding their taxes to give back to society. So is tax avoidance appropriate if you invest the savings back into society? I can't tell you either way. That's up to you to decide. Well, it certainly is a lot to think about, and everyone will likely see this issue in different ways. Thank you all so much for coming onto the podcast and speaking with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Rebecca, it was glad to be on. I'm always happy to spend some time discussing recent tax issues. Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next week where we'll be discussing a more in-depth look into Starbucks' corporate social responsibility and their activities of tax avoidance in the UK.